It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and that'll never not sound cool to me, this is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We're coming to you from the studios of News Radio 1000 KTOK and 1340 The Game as the Oklahoma City Thunder get ready to play the Detroit Pistons. And the way I'm designing this podcast, because I'm not going to make it out to the game tonight, and I was going to do a podcast after the game, but since I'm not going to make it out because of other obligations that I have, I'm going to watch the game on TV, and I'm going to do this podcast so you can either listen to it on the way to the game or on the way home because we're going to tackle the biggest topics surrounding the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're not going to get specific about the game tonight, and we won't do that until we come back with you on Thursday afternoon to talk about the Thunder and the Pistons and what we saw. And um, did Billy Donovan run out a different starting five? I can't imagine that he would. Um, then we can talk about how PG played, Reggie Jackson versus, versus Dennis Schroeder. All that we can discuss tomorrow. But for today, it's about the big topics and the Oklahoma City Thunder. First and foremost, a question Billy Donovan has not been asked until yesterday at training camp was how Carmelo Anthony being away is going to help this team. Will it help Russell Westbrook? Will it help Paul George? With their chemistry on the floor, we'll let Billy Donovan talk about that. Well, it's not like we're going to let him. He's going to talk about that. Paul George will also talk about that. In segment two, we'll talk about the starting five and whether or not Billy Donovan likes tinkering with the starting five. Also, Paul George getting more comfortable being a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. In segment three, Paul George will talk about his chemistry with Dennis Schroeder. And I'll tell you how the NBA is sitting up Seattle to get a brand new NBA team and what the divisions might look like. And if I was made commissioner of the NBA, if I get to step in for Adam Silver, how I would handle that situation. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Oklahoma City Thunder for five years. I've loved every minute of it. I'm a native Oklahoman, and I am just as big a fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder as you are. It kills me. When these guys lose, especially to Golden State. But I think if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that. But you also know that I can be very unbiased towards the Thunder as well. But I thank you for listening. And if you're a Thunder fan, Thunder up. If you're not a Thunder fan and you're listening, I thank you for supporting this podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. Billy Donovan was finally asked yesterday at training camp what life is like without Carmelo Anthony and what life is going to be like without Carmelo Anthony for both Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And I fall into that category thinking that the flow of this team is going to be a whole lot better since you don't have three ball-dominant guys in the starting five. And even though Dennis Schroeder comes in as an addition to this team, 
as a ball-dominant player, you don't have to have Dennis Schroeder on the floor with Paul George and Russell Westbrook at all times. Now, certainly, because those are your three best players, or those are probably going to be your three most prolific scorers this year, you're going to want to get them on the court at the same time. But if you feel like it's getting a little weird, you can just pull Schroeder, pull in, put in somebody like a Terrence Ferguson or an Alex Sabrinas or a Timothy Luau Cabarro, and you're going to be fine. But not having Carmelo Anthony out there to feel out of place, I think only helps the Oklahoma City Thunder. But what about Billy Donovan? What about Paul George? These are the two guys that, these are two of the three guys that have to deal with all this. And then, of course, there is the rest of the team. So I guess it's technically more than that. But how does Billy Donovan feel about it? And how does Paul George feel about Russell Westbrook and him gelling sans Carmelo Anthony? Well, let's hear from Billy Donovan first. Yeah, I don't know. I think that would be too hard to answer. I do think, in in fairness to Carmelo, and I think he probably voiced this, I think probably when the trade happened and the day that he came in before training camp and trying to get him acclimated and maybe there wasn't a lot of time leading up to training camp to kind of really talk a lot of these things out. And then I think I made the comment that, you know, in the beginning you want those guys to try to work through each other. Certainly want to put a system in and a style that we want to play and then inside that style those guys have got to work to kind of complement each other but you know you start the um you start the season and russell's out the first 10 days patrick patterson's out the first all training camp alex abrinas is out carmelo's there so you're kind of getting your team together right when the first game's starting and then guys are still trying to find themselves then you're trying to get russell back you know, he's trying to find his rhythm because he hasn't necessarily played. So it was just a lot of things early in the year. And with games coming so rapidly, I think it would be unfair to make that statement because it may maybe it would have looked a lot different had there been more time in between. Or maybe it would have looked different this year after having a year under uh, uh, their belts together. So, you know, to sit there and say that, that I, I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't say that, you know, just because I think it was so fast how everything happened. Do you see a difference with Paul um, in terms of his comfort level? Because he was talking about being more comfortable now. Yeah, so yeah. Nice. I can. Uh, well, I think I see him more comfortable because, one, is you know, there's a year that we've spent together. Mm-hmm. There's a year he spent with our coaching staff. I mean, outside of Bob, um, he knows everybody here. You know, he knows all the guys on the team now. He's played with Russell. He's played with Andre. He's played with Steven. He's played with, he's played with these guys. So there's a little bit more of um, – you know, there's a little bit more history that he can look at in terms of what he has to do as a player. So relationship-wise, I think he's really comfortable. Then he knows how we're trying to play. He's able to voice that and provide some leadership there with that. So there's just a lot of things, I think, that are totally different for him than they were a year ago. Um, And I thought last year he did a great job handling himself going into a year of free agency because, one, everybody wanted to talk about, you know, is this just a one-year thing? Is this just a stopover? And I think he was honest from the beginning. No, I want to legitimately come here and put my best foot forward and do the best job I can with these group of guys. And I think he's he's done a good job of that. Now, after going through that, he's in a much, much better place than he is now than he was then. Uh, and not that he was in a bad place. It was just a new place for him. It's not in the Thunder DNA to really ever say anything bad about anybody. Uh, you, you may get Steven Adams who will criticize Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook will criticize Kevin Durant. But when you go to the front office, when you go to the coaches, and guys are guys have been players 
or guys are on another team, you're just not going to hear that type of criticism. So even if Billy Donovan did feel that Carmelo Anthony didn't fit in, he's never going to tell you. And where I'll dispute Billy Donovan on this is, yes, maybe things last year in training camp weren't ideal. Maybe you got Carmelo Anthony late, but there's 82 games That is a wide sample size. That is a wide margin. That is a very long time for you to figure out how to work things out. And I've always said in the NBA that a lot of times these games are sometimes nothing more than glorified scrimmages. I don't want to say that they don't count, and I don't want to necessarily diminish what a game is because I realize one game can make a difference, but... When you're in a situation like Oklahoma City was last year, all you're really playing for is to be sharp come April. So there's plenty of time for you guys to figure out where you need to be. There's practice, there's games, etc. There's film breakdowns, and for whatever reason, it didn't work with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I say for whatever reason, we know exactly what reason it was. Carmelo Anthony wasn't happy with his role, and when a guy's not happy with his role he's going to be very reluctant to to just do what you say. He may do it, but it's always going to come with hesitation, and that's where Carmelo Anthony was last year. So in a sense, it's it's addition by subtraction, but gaining a guy of the caliber of a Dennis Schroeder certainly can't do anything but serve to help the Oklahoma City. So not completely addition by subtraction. There is... Subtraction, there's addition by subtraction, and then there's the addition of Dennis Schroeder, who's already fitting in better with this team. And we'll touch more on him coming up in segment number three. So, ask PG the same question about not having Carmelo Anthony around. Will he give you a different answer than Billy Donovan? No. Um, I mean, you know, we had a short stint together, so who knows? This year could have been our year. Um, We were just trying to figure out things. We were trying to learn things on the fly last year. It was a learning experience for everybody. Um, you know, it, we could have very well been a different team coming in this year, knowing that we've had a year under our belt. Um, we know what works, what didn't work for us, and we worked through that. Um, so you never know. You never know how this, the league is, and you never know what um, happens within a year. You know, things change quick. What does it do for a team when you have three guys like, like you and Carmelo and Russell who needed the ball, and then y'all had success together? But then you take someone away from that. Does it does it change anything, or how does it change what gets done within that unit? No, nah, I think we still, myself, Russ, uh, we still got to be attackers. We still got to be aggressive playmakers. Um, you know, I, I think now we're we're just counting on young guys to step up because um, it's, it's as much as me and Russ can do. We're gonna need everybody here. Um, it's not a Russ and Paul team. You know, we're going to need everybody in, in this locker room. So um, that's what it's going to come down to for us. There's also the amount of respect these guys have for Carmelo Anthony. That's one of the reasons why you won't see them spew any venom towards him because, I, honestly, I think they all three liked each other and they just knew that Carmelo Anthony wasn't going to be happy with his role here in Oklahoma City and the Thunder didn't see that changing. And... When both Billy Donovan and Paul George say, well, this year could have been the year, well, if you had really wanted it to be the year, A, you would have just gone ahead and paid whatever the luxury tax bill was going to be with Carmelo Anthony, and PG and Russ would have recruited him a lot harder and said, hey, you stay here one more year, we're unbeatable. 
But when a guy's unhappy, there's no reason to put forth that effort. And I don't think all the money in the world would have made Carmelo Anthony happy. He just wanted to go someplace where he felt he could flourish. And if he goes and takes a bench role in Houston, that's going to infuriate me because he wouldn't do it here in Oklahoma City. And and I think really the Thunder could have benefited majorly from having Carmelo Anthony come off the bench, but he just wasn't going to do it. So you were stuck and you had to make the move. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. If you want to go to any Oklahoma City Thunder games this year, if you would like to go to concerts, then there is a one-stop shop for you. It's an online ticket marketplace called VividSeats.com. You can download the app for your phone. You can put in your zip code. It knows exactly where you are, and then it will pull up all the events for the surrounding area. And their seats 100% guaranteed. They are backed by that 100% guarantee. So every seat you know you get with VividSeats.com is authentic. They're not going to rook you. They're not going to give you some counterfeit tickets. You are going to get the seats that you pay for. And if you're a brand new customer and use the code LOCKEDON, They'll save you 20 bucks off your first purchase of $200 or more. So maybe you're looking to have a great time with your girl. Then go to VividSeats.com. Save yourself a little money. Maybe you go have dessert later, but you can go to all 41 of the Oklahoma City Thunder home games, games on the road, OU games, OSU games. That's VividSeats.com. Coming up next, how much does Billy Donovan like tinkering with the starting five? Well, he'll tell you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Sooners is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and it is available on Spotify now, as well as Google, Stitcher, Alexa, and Apple iTunes. And please do rate us five stars on iTunes, whether it's the Locked On Thunder Podcast or it's the Locked On Sooners Podcast. They're all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On Podcast Network, also available at LockedOnSports.com. Billy Donovan will have a starting five run out there tonight of, just guessing, Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Patterson, Terrence Ferguson, Paul George, and Steven Adams. I don't see it's going to be any different than what we saw in the blue and white scrimmage. I would imagine it would be that way throughout the rest of the preseason and probably when the season starts and Russell Westbrook's not here, that's the same starting five you see on the floor. Now, there could be a situation where during the preseason, Billy Donovan runs out a different starting five. I would think the o- the only tinkering you're going to do to that would maybe have Alex Sabrinas or Timothy Luau Cabarro start in place of Terrence Ferguson, and then you would have Jeremy Grant start in place of Patrick Patterson. But I, I, it, it's hard to imagine that that's the road that Billy Donovan is going to go down. He may not have told us exactly who his starting five is, but the Thunder do like an opportunity to get into habits. And as Billy Donovan said, it's really not about the starting five. It's about playing more. It's about playing more minutes. And after six minutes, people are getting subbed out anyway. Still, guys like to start. So Billy Donovan hasn't told us who his starting five is, 
And here is Billy Donovan on the starting five, how he feels about where guys are now and whether or not he likes tinkering with the lineup. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really hard because um, I think when you start to get different players and pieces back to your team, whenever those pieces come back, you may have to alter starting lineups. You know, um, you know, again, Russell's out, so Dennis is going to start. You know, I'm going to start him there. Um, but, you know, how does that look when Russell comes back? You know, if, if, if Patrick Patterson's out there, how does that look? But, you know, then maybe it's better to have Jeremy out there. So all these different scenarios that you could potentially look at, it's, gotta, it's, gotta, it's not necessarily about the player. It's about how the player fits, you know, with what we're doing. And then all of a sudden you got to look at, okay, who are you coming off the bench with? You know, who's maybe providing a thrust or an energy or spark that you need? So there's a lot of moving parts to it. And then you've got, you know, Guys that are out of training camp, guys that have been hurt through training camp. So it's not. I'm not really worried about necessarily having to make that decision because I realize as we start to get players back, that's going to change. You know what I mean? Maybe it, it, who comes off the bench, who starts. So, you know, what we'll do is focus on what's in front of us and based on a team that we have, try to go with what we feel is best. That's not best, and we'll have to adjust. But, I mean, in terms of, like, just saying, hey, listen, this is the starting team. We're going to stick this way for 82 games. I think it would be way too pre- premature to say that. As a coach, is it kind of fun for you to tinker with things and see how, you know, different guys look playing with each other? Yeah, man, you want to give those guys opportunities to play together. We haven't had as much as a t- of, of time as I would like for New Orleans and Steven to play a little bit together. That's been a little bit challenging just because New Orleans was, was out with his foot. Um, and then I kind of threw them into the blue-white scrimmage probably unfairly. We did a little bit of work. They played a little bit together in practice, but not enough. But even they're going to have to, they're going to throw them out there in 5-5 five and five and let them play with each other and, and um, figure it out you know, going forward. Uh, but you want to give these guys, all these guys, opportunities to play um, with different people together. Um, but the reality is they all have to play together as a team. Man, that's really what it comes down to. It's it's a luxury that the Thunder have as much depth as they do because you can experiment. And it's also good to have these preseason games and the scrimmages during camp, etc. because Billy Donovan is going to get the opportunity to do that. And who knows what Billy Donovan will find. Maybe there's just some weird lineup that he saw in practice that looked good that maybe he throws out there either tonight against the Pistons or throws out there maybe a little bit later in in preseason, just to see if his eyes are seeing exactly what they see. One thing we know for sure is Paul George already looks a lot more comfortable playing his second year here in Oklahoma City. And whether that's just being comfortable with everybody around or whether that's just Carmelo Anthony's absence, well, that depends on who's telling you why Paul George is feeling comfortable. Still, PG on his comfort level is set, setting himself up to have a really big year and a comfortable PG is a great PG and he explains it here. Um, a lot up to this point, you know, I, I have a, you know, I, I have an understanding. I know um, there's a comfort level now that I have um, where last year was kind of like, you know, warming up to people, getting used to people, getting used to how the organization goes. Um, now I'm a part of, of the organization. I know everybody here. So there's, there's a comfort level I have now um, that, you know, I feel like I've been here for a while now. How does that comfort level, or how do you think that comfort level, since you haven't played any real games yet, mm-hmm. um, how do you think that's going to affect you on the court? Well, I think it just allows me to just be me, you know, just be me. Um, I know who I am as a person, as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm 
tr- coach trusts me out there. Uh, my teammates trust me out there. Now I can just be me. Paul, I may be asking this as an Oklahoma City, but everybody that comes here and stays here, it's the culture of the organization. But my question is, does the city grow on you? Absolutely. I think they go hand in hand from this organization to the, the, the community. Um, they go hand in hand. Um, I think a lot of the personnel, a lot of the people within this organization are from Oklahoma. And, you know, it's it's just the same level of respect or, or um, just the same interactions I have with the people here that I have from the people outside of this uh, building. So, uh, they, they, honestly, they go hand in hand. Um, best human beings, good people here, um, real genuine, um, you know, just good-hearted people here. I have talked to guys who have played this game that says the city you live in can be overrated because of the access that people have to go anywhere they want in the world, and it shouldn't matter what city you live in. It should always be about the organization. But let's face it, if you like what you like where you live, and you're spending the majority of time in that city, it's going to help that comfort level grow. Plus, when you talk about comfort level, Paul George needs to feel free to butt heads with Russell Westbrook every once in a while. Not obviously to the detriment of the team, but when you can be yourself and you can take more ownership and you can play comfortably, you're just going to be that much better. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, how does Paul George meshing with Dennett meshing Messing. How's he's not messing with him? How is Paul George meshing with Dennis Schroeder? PG will tell you next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com. We've got all our podcasts archived. We've also got video and audio from players and coaches. It's the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, check out Locked On Sooners for everything OU from the Locked On Podcast Network on Google, Stitcher, Alexa, Spotify, and uh, all the other places you can get fine podcasts such as this one, like LockedOnSports.com and LockedOnThunder.com. Dennis Schroeder and Paul George are already developing a quick chemistry. Why are they able to do that so easily? Paul George explains. Uh, I mean, it's been pretty pretty easy. Um, Dennis is a, a very um, good teammate, good guy to talk to, good guy to you know figure things out with. Um, I think our chemistry is growing. Um, again, since we've first connected um, when we grabbed him and, and we were out in L.A. to work out together, I thought you know we did a good job of, of understanding one another. Um, but that's all it is. I, I think it's going to be fairly fairly easy for us to get on the same page. I think you mentioned the knee. Um, what about your arm? Uh, how does that feel compared to last year? Oh, it feels totally better. Um, I, I definitely expect shooting to not be a problem this year. Um, it feels so much better from my elbow to my shoulder. Um, that's, that's, that hasn't been an issue um, coming into this year. 
Good to see that Paul George's elbow is back and looking good. It certainly looked good on Sunday. We'll see how it looks against the Pistons to know just how well that shooting elbow is. And really, over the next three or four weeks, hopefully we don't have to be talking about Paul George and injuries. And as far as Dennis Schroeder goes, yeah, he plays the exact same style that Russell Westbrook does. It should be a seamless fit. I want to finish up with this tonight, um, and I'm not going to do my usual slam at Seattle that I normally do the, uh, hey, we took your city and you need to get over it. But the NBA is sitting sitting Seattle up to get another basketball team. That's going to happen. The Sacramento Kings, who had an opportunity to go to Seattle and didn't, and the Golden State Warriors are going to play a game there on Friday. There is a new arena going up in Seattle, or they're going to redo Key Arena. They've, they've done just a ton of initiatives. In fact, Seattle may have two arenas. The NHL is going to be there. And because it was such a good basketball city for a long time, you get the sense that Adam Silver and a lot of people around the NBA feel obligated to make sure that the Sonics are reborn. And after that, the Thunder can sell all the Sonic stuff back to Seattle. They can have the record books, the color, etc., and then the Thunder will stay here in Oklahoma City. But I was thinking about it from the standpoint of what you do with divisions. Not that the divisions are a big deal, and I honestly believe you should get rid of the divisions. And this gives you an opportunity to do that because you could add a team in the West, add a team in the East. You have 32 teams at that point. You can just do away with the division and figure out how to evenly match things up through the conferences. That's the first thing I would do. If I was the NBA commissioner, I just flat out get rid of the divisions with 32 teams because we're not, what are we using them for? If you win your division, it's no big deal. It is all about where you rank as far as your win loss record. That's going to be the seedings one through eight. So winning your division, ah, eh, it's bupkis. So just get rid of it when you add the two teams. If you're not going to do that, then one team in the West and one team in the East is going to have six teams because right now everything is evenly divided up. Three divisions, five teams each, and you could throw Seattle in the Pacific, and then you could swap Portland and Phoenix, so Phoenix wouldn't have as hard a time traveling. I guess everybody's still going to have an issue getting to Minnesota, but Phoenix comes in the division with Oklahoma City, and then you have Portland and Seattle that can have their rivalry. That's one way to solve it, but I just, I personally, it's a good time now to just have an Eastern and Western Conference. And I'm still tinkering with the idea of getting rid of the Eastern and Western Conference and just seeding everybody 1 through 12 in the playoffs. And it's about the 12 best teams, regardless of what conference they're in. But that's me. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about how the Thunder looked against the Pistons. Until tomorrow, everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.